0: You want, we're ready to go on the podcast side. We're already recording. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wrestling Informer Show. This is where Billy Botti, the number one source for all of your wrestling news, gives you the rundown in what is going on in the world of professional wrestling. I'm Cav Manning. I do something called the Lingus Mafia Podcast. Wherever you go to your podcast stuff, just type in Lingus Mafia. That over there is a pissed off brown human being. (laughs) And uh, I guess we're not going to be doing any shows for a couple weeks uh, because of certain things that have gone on. Billy the Floor's ears go crazy. You're getting married. That's what's happening. I I doubt that's the reason, because you would have been doing other shows with other people while I was away. And, you know, I'm sure the people were thrilled that I wouldn't be on. But um, you're punishing them by taking away your beautiful face as well.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to work through that period. Um, I was taking a break after WrestleMania anyway. I was doing less shows. Um, I wanted to think about what we wanted to do, because... The, the background of this initially was the fact that when Conan asked me, when I, when I left Russo's and, and Disco and Conan asked me to come on board here, when we were negotiating what it would cost and what I would want to do it and whatnot, I was the one that said, well, I just want to do my idea that I gave to Vince Russo, which was, if you put this new show on the, on the free feed, you will grow your YouTube audience, and in turn, you will give me a wider audience where I can promote LockBang.com. Now, LockBang.com, as I've said to you guys many, many times, when you're talking about, oh, you want to be SAP and you want to be Meltzer, it's like, dude, I really fucking don't. Like, Cav will tell you, he has seen
0: my finances, right? This isn't it. This is- now. wrestling doesn't do much. Wrestling is more you just want to be known For having the wrestling information correct all the time and being that guy for that, but it doesn't make you any money at all, right? So,
1: yeah, I mean that—that's the thing. It it, it makes up like under five percent of my income. So I felt like if you put me in front of a bigger audience, then it would benefit LockBetting.com. It had some benefits on Russo. This is a bigger audience. This is why I perceive to be a cooler audience. Um, uh, a lot of the comments that we've seen over the last nine months or so indicated that isn't true. Uh, but, but I thought it was an audience that would buy into lockbang, And I basically, in turn, destroyed the patreonship of the Dirty Sheets by giving out all of the news here, albeit late because the Dirty Sheets will get it first in written form. And I probably overestimated the value of that where people would want it straight away. Whereas it turns out, people are willing to wait to watch the show, and it hasn't resulted in growth for Lockbend.com. So the the plan for this show hasn't worked out for me. the The fact is, is though, I don't really need it. My lock to grow. Obviously, everybody wants more money, uh, and when you look at my 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 situation, being the fact that twenty four wrestling patrons equal one betting client. Right, that's the maps. If I can convert one person to a betting package at lock betting, that's the same as convincing twenty-four people to pay for wrestling news. That is how little the value of wrestling news is to me. So I, I'm all about lock betting. I'm all about my gambler packages. I'm all about standing behind my track record because I deserve to have uh, those people buying my packages anyway. And when I talk about what I talk about on the betting front, it is all one hundred percent true. It can be verified by all of the spreadsheets that are out on my lockbetting Twitter account and the the Patreon. So the fact is, is that didn't transpire. But still, it was a gamble I was willing to take because I don't need that wrestling money. And for me, the fact that I would be burying all of these new sites gives me great satisfaction. If, If people could turn around and go, hold on a minute, who's this guy? And yeah, I understand there would be skepticism at the beginning, but after I knocked out one story, two story, three story, 55 stories, 60 stories, which is what we've done over the last nine months, I thought it would be 100% unanimous because you can't argue with stats. Stats are facts, right? And we have delivered that collectively here on this show for the last nine months. And we've seen it, like, obviously, there are some people who have done a U-turn, but for me, it's not satisfactory enough. And I still see these dickheads in the comments. And I don't see enough people battling these people in the comments. And Husey hasn't adhered to my request to kick these people out of the comments. And anybody that puts a timestamp there. The timestamp affects my income and it affects Cavs' income. So when you put the timestamp there, that's what it does. In addition to that, I like to think that what we do compared to Meltzer and all these other dorks is generate a casual audience who will be interested in our Taken wrestling and will be interested in our opinions and banter and whatnot and don't just want us to read out six pieces of news because we could do that and be done in six minutes and i know that is the preference of some people but that's not the audience that i want and if that's my audience i'll quit i'll quit today and there'll be no more show on patreon or anywhere whatsoever so i'm going to take this break to reevaluate, and this is largely down to the comments from last week um calling me a mark and calling my 10-year-old, Mark. So I want you to, uh, I want people to understand this now. Like for the last time, when I go to a WWE hotel, right? And this was made fucking clear last week. Like these idiots are going, oh, so you wait. I mean, you could read the comments, but what's the point of giving the people even more spotlight? So there were comments on the going. So, oh, so you waited around the hotel and stalked people and you stalked someone in a gym. Did anything I say last week sound anything like that at all
0: to anybody? To you, I I I totally know what you mean about you know you're waiting for the guy and that's what they jump on that you waited there you waited there. I mean I only know what you've told me for the comments. I don't go on there at all. I see how many downloads or watches we have. That's about it. I don't uh, click on it because why bother. but I, I, from what you told me, it was everybody just saying, oh, you use your kid to get these autographs from people. Like like they're your toys and, and you're doing it. But my main thing is, why do you even give a fuck? Why do you address it? You're the comedian in the room where everyone's laughing and there's that one asshole in the front row. Because obviously tons of people enjoy the show and like because it. Why not- would you even address it? Who cares?
1: Because... Because the financial compensation for me to be in Seoul is not enough. Like, I, if I'm going to do this for free, I want the 100% respect that I've earned. I want every single person on board, and I want these people attacking the other people who are putting out all of the fake news stories. Like, at the end of the show, I will address the Roman Reigns story, and I will tell you what is actually going on. But let me address this bullshit, first of all. I stalk people in hotels, right? I've fucking been the celebrity, right? I've been on television for 10 years prior to me fully committing to podcasting. And even then I have a huge gambling audience who 100% respect me for everything that I do. So I don't need to stalk anybody. If I want to meet any wrestler, I can go backstage and meet them. I can get media passes, access passes. Uh, I can be walked to the hotel room by my other friends in the company. If my son said to, certain people that we that we hang out with and say, Hey, I'd like to go and see so-and-so they could text them and go, Hey, there's a kid here. Like he wants to come and see you. That would get done for me. Yeah, that's who I am. Look, I don't want to like shove it up your ass to that extent, but it's come to the point where I need to tell you who the fuck I am. Yeah. Because I'm the guy who's organizing fucking events for like Anderson Silver and and Britney Spears and, and there's photographs of me with these people running my Anderson Silver seminar and walking Britney Spears out for a cigarette at the event that I had her for the Brit Awards. These are the things that I've done. So the WWE guys mean nothing to me. So for the last 10 years, when they've been contacting me to your say, your son oh, enjoys what?
0: to go and you're taking your son. That's what I'm like. When someone says your son's a Mark and he's 10, well, fuck I, every kid that is into wrestling is quote unquote a Mark. I mean, give yeah, me a break. Like,
1: so as far as this hotel goes, the hotel comes about because I want to hang out with and see around about 25 to 30 people that I only get to see three or four times a year. This isn't just people in the WWE. It's also English people that only like meet, meet around the hotel. This, this includes sources that give you this information because, let's be honest, if I stop showing face, and I haven't seen a lot of these people for a couple of years then what's the, if I can't even be bothered to get out of my house, which is like 20 minutes up the road, and come meet them in a hotel, well, why? Well who am I to continue texting them for information? So you yeah. want the information, but you don't want me to go out and socialize to get the information for you? I don't like think they I, know
0: that part, though, either, because, I mean, that that's something you haven't said, that these are the people who are giving you information. So, th- I mean, that makes perfect sense, that you have to go... And you can't just be like, ah, I don't want to. I want to sit at home. But give me, give I mean, me all I, your information. The
1: fact that UK, the UK marketing people give me information. So, mm-hmm. um, but via that, obviously, people know my my relationship with certain wrestlers, British wrestlers, and whatnot. And there's a lot of people on this particular show. So I went there to go and see a lot of people in a hotel. As for the Roman Reigns story, listen, you fat fucks. Like I train. I train five days a week. Like, well, look at me. I ain't fat. Don't look at photos of me. Like, I'm fucking. You know, I'm, i got, I got a flat stomach and a chest. Right. I, I'm, I'm six foot one I'm 13 and a half stone. And I've never had more than fucking sixteen percent fat on my body. Even now, like when I'm when I'm sitting at sixteen, I feel like fat, and I moan about it to Cab all the time and go, "Oh, I got a little pinch under my gut, but I ain't got. I haven't got the fucking." I haven't got the body that some of you guys have got, okay? So I fucking get up and I fucking train. I get but turn around. There's there's my Peloton right there. There you go. Right right next to my fucking bed. I get up and
0: And you're still wearing size mediums, right? Watch that. You're still wearing size mediums. Oh yeah, like (laughs) I'm gonna pull out. You shouldn't brag you wear a medium shirt. That's the (laughs) only Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if a medium would fit on my leg. <laughs> oh, hold on! There's some smalls in here. Oh sure. my god! With tags on them still too. Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, because I bought this and I, I wanted it in the shop and then I just didn't have it. I just haven't had a thing to. That's wear a good it. shirt
0: too. Itchy and scratchy. Yeah. All right,
1: so I I I train anyway. So actually, through the week. Um, I checked with people, um, if Roman was going to be around because my kids like really into him and then I'm legitimately training in the morning and he's legitimately in the gym. So rather than having a whole look, if I ask somebody later on and go, Oh, Hey, like I know Roman's here. I saw him in a hotel. Can you sort out like a hookup with my kid later on? The guy's going to turn around and go, well, if you saw him in the fucking gym, Why don't you just ask him there and there, like by yourself? Like that's fucking stupid, right? That's stupid if I let him train, right? If I'm next to him in the gym and we're actually, and this is a wholesale gym. So me and Roman are sharing benches and sharing weights, bearing in mind- it's not a big gym. gym. It's not a, and it's not a huge selection. So uh, I wasn't even lifting my max in that gym. So for him, it was really, really light stuff. So while we're in there, um, I say to him like, uh, excuse me. And he goes, I goes, can you, you call taking a picture with my kid when you're done? He was see when I'm done. Yeah, that's it. So I worked out as normal. Did I go like 30 minutes over or did I embellish the story last week? Because me and Cab are like entertainers and we're doing a fucking podcast and we're trying to like make, tell better stories. Yeah, I did. I said, I stayed twice as
0: long. I and you had to do your story, back because right? you ran out of <laughs>
1: Right. Well that's true. I did I did do my back yeah. on the chest. I, I I don't do my back with my chest and triceps, right? I know how to train properly. Like my biceps and back would be done on a separate day. Mm-hmm. But I moved on to my back due to the a lack of equipment. Like I'd already done everything I could do with my chest. So Roman's going in there, he's doing all his toning and stuff, so I decided to do my back. So I stay in there, and the reason I did that is because I'm not one of you guys. Because my pride and the fact that I know these people on a personal level. I'm not going to be the guy who sits outside the gym waiting for him to finish. I will train as long as he can train, and then I'll leave when he leaves. That was I don't I thought that was the the, the cooler and better thing to do, right? I didn't yeah, want to yeah, be. I, I
0: I could see both directions almost to where it's like you kill yourself in the gym extra long get- to be able to you know finish with him. And that would look bad. Or you go sit in the hallway. That looks bad. It's like I mean, the, dudes, take- the,
1: the, the dudes agreed to it anyway. I'm I'm well. I'm happily. I'm fine sitting in a hallway at this point. But I won't sit in a hallway because I'm not going to let Roman Reigns outwork me in the gym. <laughs> like that's just that's just like that's just man code right there. Like I'm not going to fucking let some dude come in there and he knows that I've come in after him because I've spoken to him and then he carries on and I'm out of there like training half an hour less than yeah. him. Like fucking the alpha in me is going to carry on training anyway. Like, yeah. so look, like I, didn't, guys, either they didn't understand that or they're just dicks. I lean towards a lot of people being dicks, yeah. but this whole insinuation that I stalk wrestlers and I follow them to the hotel that uh, shit. that is the point now. Where I am just fucking done. If that's what anybody thinks about me and thinks that this is the relationship I have with the guys who I've hooked up with parties and, and other and party suites, and let's just say, and on all these other things over the years, and the relationships I have with these people, even when it comes to talking to creative things and, and being able to deliver these stories for people for the last five years, if you think I'm some Mark who sits around a hotel. And is trying to get autographs to myself, then I think we've reached a point where this show needs to move in a in a different
0: direction. Like it Don't you God. Don't you think that most of those type of comments are because they know how to get to you and you prove them right that they get to you by doing this how, kind of
1: stuff? But how do they get to me? The only thing this- that gets to me like, <laughs> You're upset that they said it, but if you just it's ignore it, show, it's it's not gonna get to me. It's not gonna get to me behind a paywall. Like, it's, oh, it's of no course asshole.
0: not. No one's gonna and and on our podcast on the dirty sheets when they look it up. You know, we simulcast this. It goes to the dirty sheets. That there's never anything bad that come to you from this podcast. It is only from that YouTube show because that is a completely different audience and world. Like. I don't get anything thrown my way when I'm doing my show because it's people who want your product and like your product that seek you out. So you're not going to just hear stuff. When you're on someone else's platform that just like them and they're like, who the hell is this guy? And then it's just dicky stuff. But if you just got to remember to, who gives a shit? But I understand that this show could make you Better money, obviously, if it was behind a wall, because of the amount of views it gets on the YouTube, and then plus on the stream for the podcast. So you could be making money and getting no grief, but that's up to you.
1: And there's and there's this other shit in there, like obviously through that fucking stalker, Aiden, who's like, oh, like he's fucking his, he's, he's like, back. Oh yeah. Through like various different uh, accounts where it's like, <laughs> and it's, and it's this whole thing about, Oh, like he, um, he lives above his dad's, he's, he lives above his dad's pub and all this kind of shit. It's like, dude, if to, to be honest with you, I, I haven't needed to work since 2007. Had I chose to, had I chose to save that money completely or invest that in a different way? Obviously yeah. I partied a lot, and obviously, I found ways to continue that coming on. But since two thousand and
0: seven, you were nature. I've been I, okay. <laughs> you were nature. I was Na- nature. Nature. I don't know what that means. Nature boy. All oh, right. Nature- okay. All <laughs> oh, right. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So I, I haven't needed to do anything. Like I've been sitting on. Um, a, I mean, I've been generating a six-figure income on top of a a high six figure earnings that i got like obviously i got close to seven figures on the year i did big brother mm-hmm. and since then i've been topping out with six figures a year why the fuck do i care like about this like this is simply being done to show you that these dirt sheets are full of shit look if you don't fucking believe me i'm sitting here right now in a fucking look let's take the fucking camera off look where are we let's take
0: the fucking
1: camera off. <laughs> This is this is where this is where we've got to. like, Because I'm fucking dumb.
0: <laughs> In a couple months, should I show the house I'm moving into myself? Yeah, you do that. As well.
1: Kaz, Kaz marrying a uh, a millionaire, right? <laughs> look, look, this this is how poor people live. This is Maradona's phone. These these this shits painted on my wall. You know. This is-
0: it's Ooh. it's funny because I like since you're like the insider for wrestling and stuff like that, and that's where you know you've gotten friends in in wrestling and this and that. I'm always like, you need to start making friends in the NFL or something. I wouldn't you much rather be one of these reporters yeah. for the NFL?
1: I would. Definitely. We're in Austin's room here. Okay. You know who that is right.
0: Is it Ronaldo? Yeah. Yeah. I signed too. I mean, I see many pictures you guys get with him.
1: So here. Is the figures are uh, these are apparently, these are apparently my toys in my son's room
0: right here. You just let them visit him. That's all.
1: Yeah, these are all mine. Right here.
0: Oh, I can imagine the comments you're gonna get. <laughs> you think this is gonna help anything? Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I don't
1: give a fuck. I'm I'm fucking I'm ri- I'm rich as fuck
0: and I don't give a fuck. So. <laughs> <coughs> See, this is the show. This is where people are like, ah, they go crazy. Everything custom done. I'm telling you, that is the one problem in that room is that Michael Jackson thing. Because it's. I I understand your reasoning because that matches the height. That case matches the height, but he's Pepsi.
1: You guys guys would need to work two months to just pay for those fucking. Right? (laughs) God knows how long you'd have to work to pay for this, Ali.
0: Signed by Ali. Signed by Ali too. Shit. And where there's boot. What? This is worn That's during.
1: Cool. This is worn during the um the there's twenty seven of these because they wear the same boots during the training camp as they do in the fight. So this is this is twenty seven thousand pound
0: boot. What size do you think that is? Because it looks like it's a six. It's tiny. It's it tiny, is. It's it? tiny. And he signed
1: that boot
0: too. Jesus, surprised so, it fits his signature.
1: As you come over here, my couch is three grand. they are going to pull out r- his
0: wallet after? <laughs> my, wrestle
1: press, my wrestle press machine is two grand. This title with the Warriors is worth 1500 The painting is This is a, This is a winged eagle title signed by Brett, Sean, and Hogan, but I'm the Mark who waits for Roman Reigns. These are my <laughs> figures. As you can see, it's all the old. Dudes, Bruno, Brett, Diesel. These are the guys that that I want to meet up with. I'm not interested in the new people.
0: And fuck this. Let's take you outside. Dude, I'm sorry. We're going to see the car? Is that what we're going to get to next, the car? Let's go see the car. I should just lie and take you out and show you uh, the fiance's car. It's better than mine.
1: I don't know if it's even gonna work out here. It. It's dark out
0: here. So, I'm surprised the, uh, the the connection's good still.
1: Oh, the connection might not work outside.
0: Oh, and here we go. You're right. It's falling out as soon as you get out there.
1: If it drops out, I can put it on.
0: Yeah, you're buffering, but we still got you.
1: You got me now. Yeah, hold on. I turn the Wi-Fi off.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is some informer show, ladies and gentlemen. How you could ever want this show to go away? I I don't know how. All right, All right you're I'm in. And out. Yeah, I'm you're, yeah, you're just very dark, and and it's dark outside. No, you can't see. There you go. You can see it. There you go, what is Billy. It, Billy head? standing next to someone else's Porsche. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's someone else's Porsche.
0: inside it <laughs> anyway. Oh, there you go. You're stealing somebody's Porsche. Somebody call. Somebody call the police. Somebody call a Bobby over there. What's he called? A Bobby. That's what you guys have, right? Yeah. I it. yeah. <laughs> Look at that! What year is this? A brand new year? Uh, two years old. Two years! Jesus Christ! So and, and what's the price tag on that?
1: 80000 pounds should be like ninety-five thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! But, uh, I'm, but I'm the but I'm the fucking mark who waits for the wrestlers and and lives above his dad's flat. You and got better reception
0: in the car than you do in the house.
1: Yeah, because it's four G. That's why. Should we, should we finish the show in the car? Should we finish the you show can. in the
0: fucking... Car? <laughs> this is the greatest. All right, so let's exactly- let's do the news then. Right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me um. Let me actually run back in because I fucking didn't lock my door, and also
0: like <laughs> got, I've, I've got- the the neighbor just heard that your couch was three thousand dollars, and now it's going to be missing. <laughs> Yeah but everybody everybody here every everybody here has has everything.
1: Like if you look at the 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 car park is just full of fucking cars. So there's it's actually a better Porsche, like just round there like than mine. There's a nine one one Carrera. So yeah, and mine's a and mine's a Cayman, so
0: yeah. It's like, oh you have a Pauper's like car, okay. All right, let's go inside. Let's let's do the news at this point. <laughs> So we can, well, and if anybody says the news starts at whatever time, they're missing absolute gold <laughs> by not watching this whole entire stuff. Listen,
1: like, that's the thing. You need me. I don't need you. This is the point. Who, who, who needs who at this point? Do I need to do this? No. Am I doing you a favor? Yes.
0: You know, I don't think Conan watches any of these shows, but he needs to be told to watch this show. Everyone needs to tweet Conan and go. You have to watch the last episode. Uh, Billy will will get uh he'll get better reception once he gets into the house. I'm sure it's always this hallway area or wherever the corridor is is where he gets a little buffered before he. Uh, oh, it's coming back. It's getting closer. There we go in the house. There we go. My back. You are back. You are frozen on one screen right now, but you sound fine. Oh, there you go. You're coming back. Cool. Getting back. Tough. All right. There you go. Perfect. Okay. So, what's in the news, Billy? Uh-oh. Does he not hear us? Can he hear us? Billy, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you've been back. You've been you back. You've been, yeah. Gotcha. So what is in the news?
1: All right. Okay, so um first of all, let's just do um let's just do three matches from WrestleMania Backlash on our grading system and then I'll and then I'll breeze through the news and, and leave uh leave the Roman thing. This grading uh, till, system till has us.
0: to be you doing the grading. I cannot do it justice by because I don't pay as much attention while the match is on. I really don't. Um Right,
1: let's, let's do the three matches, right? Okay. And, and I'm sure you'll have some input. I will have you input said, for it, sure. Okay, so let's begin with Cody and Seth, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the build-up?
0: Um, I, I like that it's still a continuation. So, I mean, we have storyline. I appreciate that. It's not just the spur-of-the-moment thing, and uh, we're going somewhere with it, so it's not just a here's a match. Um. It starts at WrestleMania, so at least we get a little bit of build-up.
1: I give it an A, just because I felt like WrestleMania was all Rollins by himself, and this one, it didn't have those mistakes. It was like, I'm pissed off that you beat me, and I want a rematch. So it's like, it's very straightforward, but I thought the promos were good. Um, What did you think of the Bell to
0: Bell? I think for wrestling purposes... Their tops. I mean, I, I don't see any problems with anything they do. Um, they have good chemistry together, so I, I would even go with a ten if you're gonna just go actual like good match. They have a great match, especially some of these off the top rope. Uh, you know, Falcons arrows and turning them into, uh, c- crossroads almost all that kind of stuff. I like that.
1: Okay, oh, yeah. I gave that a nine as well for the bell to Uh What did you think of the finish?
0: Um. I, I I it's fine. I mean, I don't know if you expect more to come about like that it's a surprise finish or that it's just regular pin. Um I was fine with it. I, I wasn't like, oh this is horrible or oh this is great. Up middle of the road, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Um I only gave it a five simply because after all of that, it felt like we were getting a finish. Mm-hmm that was leading us towards something else. So it wasn't a DQ or account out as such, but it was obvious that that isn't the end of the feud. So when mm-hmm. you have such a transitional finish, um, it, this is the part that significantly lowers the importance of the match, uh, of which brings us to the next point, importance of the match.
0: Um, I, always, I really get crossed up on importance. Um, because I'm like, do I think? Are you, of gonna, it in, are you gonna remember it in a year? This is oh, another way? So. No, of course not. I there's there's very little that I'm going to remember in a year when it comes to any of these. Um, but because I, I know it's just it's just the second installment, and we're working our way through. But to have it to be where, all right, well, you were trying to cheat to beat me, so I'll cheat and beat you, and actually beat you. Um, importance ah, middle of the road at best. I thought I went six. Yeah. See, we're we're pretty much right on with these middle of the road type of things.
1: But I went, I went pretty high for the crowd because I thought they were really into this opener. So I went nine for the crowd.
0: I would agree with you. Uh, yeah, the crowd, the crowd was really uh, good for this right off. The bat. Yeah, they're, they're they're
1: responding to to Cody quite well.
0: I am very surprised. Like, here's where WWE. I always has it better than other people. They are able to make something like Cody in AEW. Everyone was sick of him. Like it was, they were throwing the belt back in the ring. They were like, F you. I'm tired of your good guy. Shit. He comes over there and like, it makes you believe he could actually have a shot at winning the title where before he got there, I said the complete opposite thing on this show. I was like, I don't buy at all that he's main event. And they have actually like convinced me by putting him like with even just simple stuff as is his fireworks. It's a big presentation. It's a big like they make him a big deal and they could really do that to somebody. They, you know, put him on a pedestal and hoist him up and make you really feel something for the person. That's where they're better at it. At everything else,
1: okay. So I landed on a total of 37, which rounds down to three and a half stars. If I really love this match, I could find a way to add a half mark somewhere be it the finish or the importance, um, or even the bell to bell, and I could get it to 37.5 and upgrade it to a low four, yeah. But I'm happy at three and a half because I think sometimes we give out too many fours, and I think it needs to be. I think three and a half is okay. I think the WrestleMania can be a four, but I think this can be three and a half.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's probably because it's the second in the in the, if you want to say trilogy at this point, um, that it would be not to the four. That it's okay. It's just the secondary, you know, match in their saga. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so the the next match I want to do, and this is the main reason why I do want to skip the rating system today, was Ronda versus Charlotte. I knew you would be there because from when you tweeted, you tweeted out this is the best women's match ever, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and this is where I say I do a disservice if I'm doing these ratings because I don't stare at the screen constantly the whole time like I used to. It, It practically bores me. So... I re watched it after you said that. And mm-hmm. it did change my opinion because I was like, eh, whatever. When I watch it, I, that's the problem. I'm like, the, who cares both a lot the, of the time?
1: Both of their sellings. Yes. Both is levels above everybody in both companies. Yeah. Like levels above. Like their facials. Like, like you feel like Rhonda's, and she may be doing that a lot, but Charlotte's always like doing that, even afterwards. I hate when people, like, lose and they come on Raw and they cut their prime. Like, Charlotte cries when she loses belts. Yeah. Like, you know, you may not find her crying face attractive, but she does it, right, all or the a time. regular so, And Yeah. Like, so, yeah, her selling and Ronda's selling and everything. Like, everything they did, even from when they were being pulled up the railing as they were, yeah. you know, at, at, in, in the crowds. Like, we you know, when they, she had Ronda pulled back through yeah. the railing. With the American like, a, glutton behind her. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> That, that, that's that's not going to hurt, but, like, he made out, like, it was fucking, she was on, sure. on a crucifix. Yeah. So, what did you think of the build-up
0: to this? Uh, I thought it's a good build-up because this has gone on for a while now, and um, and now that it's going to be, like, the I Quit match, and we were talking on our uh, prediction show and the, the betting show that we did exclusively on Dirty Sheets podcast, where I said I thought Charlotte would win, and... We both even said, even though I was picking Charlotte, it was, well, how? This is an I quit match. This isn't easy. It has to be. And I expected them with some nonsense where she passes out and they just have to say, well, she loses because she's passed out and get away with it. Um, so I thought the buildup for that, I mean, they're constantly with the contract signings. And I mean, I don't need them to, you know, beat up Gulak or anything like that. But it was a decent enough buildup.
1: Yeah, I gave an eight because it should have probably got a seven. But they're in such a hole because Ronda's was getting slated for her promos and they really like were not controlling her properly going up to Mania. They were not um, monitoring sort of what they should allow her to say and the scripts they were giving her were just too difficult for her to pull off and they really like did a good job in terms of keeping it very like limited Uh, using beat the clock challenges using Gulak. I thought his usage was good and um, they kept the exchanges like simple. So I thought this was much better and it was a good reason to get to it. Like the finish from WrestleMania led us perfectly to what the stipulation of the match was. So I gave it an eight. Um, what about the, the bell to bell?
0: Um, this is where I had to rewatch because I wasn't really paying as much attention until I saw what you tweeted. Um, I thought it was very good because it was, it made you believe what they made you believe is that they wanted to kill each other and that they were yeah. really trying to like damage each other. So I I would have ranked that very high. Yeah, I
1: gave that nine. Um, and what and the finish, I thought that. So you know when people consider a ten out of ten finish was, I'm sorry, I love you. Yeah. And uh, th- this was just under that. Just, I think, one mark under for me because it was like, um, Happy Mother's Day, you know, to her because, you know, she's, and then she reverses it and then she goes, um, and she wouldn't, remember, she wouldn't tap. She goes, yeah. I was hoping you'd say that. Bitch, yeah. And so then just,
0: she could break uh, it instead of just hurting her. I really yeah. like that too. That's, I mean. So you went through all the legitimate
1: yeah. selling and then you did such a good wrestling like finish. Yeah, like, so I I gave it a nine.
0: And by having yeah, that's um. I mean, are are we talking the finish now? You gave a nine. Yeah. Oh, I even think it's better than the uh, "I love you, I'm sorry" thing. I mean, that one only because it mattered, as in quote unquote, his career was done, which we know that never happened. But um, the only thing that bothered me is like that you could clearly see, you know, that her arm is just stuck through the chair, being held. I mean, there was no bending it in a certain way where it'd be like, oh, yeah, it looks like it's, you know, she's up against that chair. It was just like through the chair. But, you know, suspend disbelief. But um, I like that the referee even said, you know, when she asked the ref, oh, she's, what did she say? Like she had to get the microphone to do it because it's like, well, how do you get the mic in the middle of the match to be able to say what she's going to say to her and say, I'm glad you said that. And then quote unquote break her arm, you know.
1: Um, For important I was between eight and nine because it is Ronda winning the title back, Mm -hmm. but WrestleMania backlash. um, And we'll have to wait and see like how it develops at the moment. There's a lot of type. There's a lot of title changes in, in, in wrestling. So I believe this one will go on to be a run that lasts for a while, like maybe even all the way till next year's WrestleMania. So I think this will be important. And um, I, I I think it should have been the main event. I do think
0: that. And then I think I would have given it a 9. But because it wasn't, I have to give it an 8. When you say importance, here's why I would give it a 10. Is because you have also said, are you going to remember this match a year from now? This mm. one you will remember. You will remember a long time. And it didn't matter where it was. Um, so if you're putting that with importance, then it's a 10. I can give it a
1: nine. I think I was on the fence for a nine anyway, um, but I think the main event would have made it would have would have eclipsed it. And I think the crowd, I gave them a nine too because like they, these two completely turned it around from Mania, and to have that crowd even semi-engaged would have yeah. been an achievement. But they were completely engaged. I just watched the match between these two in London, and the crowd weren't even engaged in that. So I was completely shocked. I'm almost adding a point for shock value. Um, I land on 44 here, which rounds up to 4.5 stars, which I think is completely correct. Yeah. And just just to say something here, when people say, "Oh, you're always going to end up with fours and fives, and you know, how do you get a five? Because the marks mm-hmm. won't be higher." A five can be done because the build up to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart was a nine, and even that could be a ten because you had the, him costing Bret the title in a cage, and we still remember. Oh yeah, that. I'm like, saying ten. Really- I
0: think you're crazy to say nine. The only reason I'm saying nine is because the match
1: had been done. Everything was built towards Brett and Sean, and then they had to navigate towards Steve and Brett. And a lot of people didn't really want to see it again, and they had a lot of work to do to do that. But in the end, after they saw it, they, they did. So I gave that a nine. I gave the bell to bell a ten. I gave the finish a ten because it's the most important finish ever. I gave the importance a nine because it wasn't the main event, but, it, but everybody remembers it. And I gave the crowd a ten. Steve Austin and Bret Hart is a 48 out of 50 match that is a five star match. That's how you get there. So I just wanted to let people know that it is possible to get there. Uh, but this Charlotte run, definitely four and a half, and mm-hmm. definitely for me, uh, the best women's match that they've done. And you can tweet me out with your, you know, I saw people going, "Oh, did someone forget about Sasha and Bailey?" Yeah, No. I mean, like, that's where I go. I did. For me, that's too that's that's too indie for me. Um,
0: the stomping I, I, on I, the hand and everything. I thought that was. I mean, I that this is when NXT like. Every damn match in NXT was fantastic on those takeovers. It was always better than the actual, like, WWE pay-per-view. You would look forward to that, like Gargano and Ciampa and stuff like that. Those were unbelievable. Spitting on the ring. It had you, you know, had you, um, you know, at the edge of your seat. So, yeah, I, I did like that original Sasha and Bayley one. When they then, you know, made a big deal out of it and then said, oh, now we're going to make it a main event. And it's like, now you have to duplicate that. That's That's rough to do. So, but yeah, that one—that one was for me.
1: All right. So the last match uh, I wanted to talk about was a six-man tag. We'll just breeze through. Uh, talk about it quickly. Um, I I thought I thought the 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 build for this was an eight. Um, it wasn't. It could have. It was actually all the stuff they did was really good. But I I, I docked it down for the the unification match being changed for a six-man because I felt like they went backwards because when titles are on the line and then you go to a six man, you're almost going backwards. So that, that's what, that's why I gave it an eight. Um, I gave the, I gave the bell to bell a nine. Um, I gave the finish a seven because I feel like Roman just beating him was flat after all the stuff that they did. Um, the importance is just a seven it is a main event, but it's like, it's a six man tag at the end of the day. And, uh, the crowd were well into it, so I gave them a nine. Uh,
0: I'll agree with the crowd thing. The importance, I'm going like to a five because it, like you said, it's a six man. It's who cares. Um, the finish was actually surprising to me because we both thought that, um, I don't know if you changed your mind later, but on the show, we both thought that, you know, which Uso, or we thought maybe Roman might take the pin. Um, and that would build something up possibly, but it was like, all right, which Usos going to lose otherwise. And for them to win, I was in shock. I was like, yeah. really? They won. I'm shocked. They won this match because later, you know, they're going to, you know, unify the title. So it's always that way. The other guy wins first, um, build up. I would go very low too, because Drew seemed to just have been added. What? Two weeks before. Yeah, Yeah. so it was like zero buildup, and it was just like, hey, I'm here now too, and you, where'd that come from?
1: So yeah, that yeah, wasn't I, much I, I for am, me. I'm going to duck that down one, two. Um All right, so taking that mark of the bill, I still ended up on 39, and I still ended up with a four-star match, which okay. I think was
0: right. Because, yeah, um, I so, probably would have probably been down toward a... I, bell to bell, though, for me was very high, because once... Once everybody is going at the same time and there's never just a rest thing and it's constant, constant, that's where it gets me going. So um, that was the saving grace. Otherwise, I think it would have just been pretty low because I would have been like, this is a Raw match. This is the main event of Raw six-man tag. But I was surprised that the crowd was actually into it too. For, uh because I go when are you gonna ever have a main event that's a tag team like uh you know macho and Hogan or something you know But it's Roman isn't it that that's the
1: Roman Roman effect.
0: makes a big difference man big difference so I'd have waited for him and Jim um,
1: pe- so as the people would say uh as the people would say um you who are the reason why this show will no longer be completely free uh this is where the news starts at 40. 40- Three fifty, I think, like yeah. depending depending on edit. So yeah, yeah I hope you enjoy saying that because now you'll be paying for more of this show uh, than you were before because you had a free show, you had a good thing, and you had to be a fucking idiot in the comments. And as I said, uh, like, don't
0: let one one bad apple spoil the bunch. You got a lot of people who like you, Billy. From it's not, it's not
1: one bad, it's not one bad apple. It's, it's it's it, and it's like I said to you, it's this insinuation that. I'm trying to be this thing that I don't give a fuck about being. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I genuinely But do their opinions the, matter to you? No. Not, 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 not... Um, they, they matter because...
0: Um, not in the I grand scheme of your them. life, obviously, but of course it bothers you
1: to hear it. Yeah, it only bothers, it only bothers me because, like, I, I check the comments because my, my son sees the comments. Like, if, if my son... If, if, if my son didn't go through the comments and say, oh, dad, have you seen your comments? Like, I'm not reading comments. Like, I, I learned... Um, from, I learned a long time I ago. Learned, <laughs> I, I, I did the biggest TV show in this fucking country. Yeah, I would say there,
0: there was no, there like, social media back then, really, right? Because you would have gotten no, killed. No, there was. There was Facebook
1: and MySpace and stuff. Okay. But also, what there, there was... Is um, underneath all the news story, there's there's comments, like there's uh, there's forums, and there was sure. a time of forums and comments, and yeah, I was like universally disliked. Yeah, um, but and were you upset me.
0: by that? I see, because that's what I I didn't think it would bother you because you were pretty much playing a part of a wrestler. So is your job.
1: Yeah. And I was making a fortune. So as I said, like financial compensation will always make up for it. And as there is no financial compensation here, all there is is an agreement that I I am paid to go on the, um, on the Conan show, but like to do the, to do the YouTube, this is my idea. I was given the option to be cut into their paywall and I'm, and I'm the one that said, actually, I want to do this Russo idea. I'm going to grow your YouTube and I'm going to grow my Patreon ship when in fact, I've reduced my wrestling patreonship and had a marginalised increase on my logbain.com. So, as I said, it for me to continue, it needs to be purely the ego. And as I, and I'll be straight out of Nobody goes on a reality TV show unless they've got a massive ego. And my ego needs to see 100% unanimous approval on a week to week basis. Not at first, but now I've earned it. Right, that's what it should be. It should be nothing else. You guys should be out there. You guys should be fucking writing emails to Conan saying, "Oh, please, fucking like, please, fucking bring this show back!" And fucking, oh, this was the this is the best show. Like nothing. All all Conans ever read out is he said we is hate mail. It tells me like because we get the most we get the most hate mail for you. Well, fuck you then.
0: Like you know, like it's very odd because I mean, it's like. What started the everyone hating you thing? I I really don't know where it like began with you. When you came on the show, I don't know. Like the people who didn't know you from Conan, I don't know where it started. I mean, if, if people want to tell me anything, they could always, you know, at Lingus Mafia because it's the only place I'm ever going to see anything. I don't, I'm not going on there to read anything. So, I mean, I had one person when we very first started this, like the first week, they did the uh at me on uh you know Twitter and just said, "You're horrible bro you're you're at, oh my God, you're horrible and all I did was like the comment and I because it's like, who cares but you know you you get your you get your fans, but then you are also you're not going to please everybody all the time, and everybody has a right to you know bitch and moan if they want to, but like I said, if you don't like it, they could turn it off, but they're not going to so uh because they're here to hear this news.
1: Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about like in what capacity. I mean, this show's not going to completely go away because I've made an obligation to to do it. But in terms of like, we'll we'll work it out. Like, Cav's going to go away and get married. Um, I've not and bothered finding. Yeah, I've not bothered finding a, a replacement for, for Cad. GOC never um,
0: replies to anything,
1: right? No, not not via the, the <laughs> DMs anyway, because I imagine she gets loads of shit. So. Yeah. Uh, But I do have a email to contact her. But the thing, all all I have, so next week I will be doing a show. I will be on with a cast member from Cobra Kai. Um, So I am going to be doing that on the the Wrestling Informer, sorry, on the K100 channel. It won't necessarily be an episode of Wrestling Informer. Uh, And then after that, I'm going to be out as long as he's out. And then we'll discuss where we're going to be, how we're going to do it. We will still have a presence on YouTube, but I think coming here, giving you all of my Patreon news and whatnot, and seeing those shit bad comments, like that's not going uh, to happen, a hundred percent. I'm hearing myself talk. All right, let's do the news. Um, <clears throat> so, first news story is the one from today, which is causing the most shit. It's causing like havoc on uh, on social media. Like I've been like reading tweets all day. All I did was um, post out the the MJF salary like issue oh. which mjf is having an issue with uh, Tony khan he's gone like it's gone public now because sean ross sat reported even though i said two three months ago that the negotiation thing in 2024 wasn't like a work he really does have a contract running out in 2024 and he really is saying that shit without having the permission of tony khan so um, and obviously, now with Cody Rhodes being good friends with MJF and being in the WWE, like the door is like completely wide open. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I reported when people say, Oh, why would he? Someone said, Why would he leave it? Uh, AW for WWE, apart from <laughs> notoriety and a big, money, <laughs> a bigger audience, a route through to like Hollywood, reality yeah. TV shows, national exposure, national <clears throat> yeah, uh, exposure, commercial. totally more commercial interests, yeah. real merchandising that sold, like, not through, like, fucking ODTs or whatever, um, or Protestant teas. So I, I tweeted out where MJF was on the salary for AEW, which is joint
0: 14th. Wow, he's 14th. I mean, but that's the thing, though, is he signed that contract, It was, and then he built himself up. So should they go, let's renegotiate and give you more now, or... I mean, it sounds like he's like, no, no, we'll renegotiate when it's up, and I could talk to other people too.
1: Well, that's not entirely true um, because he he signed a first he signed that first deal when he came in, mm-hmm. and then he re-signed uh, a new deal in in 2020 where he was ecstatic to be made a millionaire, which mm-hmm. would be which would he was ecstatic to receive seven figures, like. Yeah. Right? Just you know, he got he's got he wanted a million. That was like, and he was like over the moon about it. So, actually, you can't put this all down to Tony Khan when MJF got his million, which was his goal um, pretty early on, which is we're talking like a couple of years back now. So, um, I think now with all of these people coming in, he feels that a million isn't isn't enough given the landscape of who earns more than him. Now, the thirteen people. That are in front of him are CM Punk and John Moxley,
0: okay. who
1: both earn five million dollars a year. Now, when Punk came in at five million, there was somebody that told me that Mox had favoured Nations and got his pay increase by Punk getting five million. Um, I don't trust that person enough to completely say that's why Mox is on five. But I've been told like Mox is on five by enough people that I do trust whether he got up there or not um i have no idea whether it was due to the structure of his contract um that he would get five um if he did that additional year which is this year or whether he would be on five anyway i don't know that information i'm not going to pretend i do Uh, but i do know that this year punk and mox will make five in the 3.5 million to 3 million club you have jericho brian and omega right okay all right in the two million club you have the Young Bucks who renegotiated for two. Um, you have Hangman Page who was upgraded to two. Mm. Um, and obviously they knew he were making him champion too because Tony Khan said he knew his first four champions when he started the company. So this is where we're at. So this is why he gets two million. And Sting, Obviously, um, people have questioned that and said, Oh, why would Sting get two million? He Sting? Sting. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and, he, and he turns up every week. Um, <laughs> what a, what one, a racket. My God. So the last three people ahead of MJF at 1.5 million are Christian, Adam Cole, and Jeff Hardy. Now, Jeff Hardy, obviously, he was a fan of, and Christian and Adam Cole were stolen away from WWE during negotiations with WWE, so they obviously had more money. So that, that's, that's the people who are in front of him. And on the same money as him, all the people that earn a million, Malachi Black, MJF, Samoa Joe, Miro, and the Revival, and JR.
0: JR only gets a million a year. That, I mean, I guess that's only. a lot. You
1: said only, and people yeah. were tweeting out going, oh, how the fuck does JR get a million? It's like, well, that was a big thing, big he, person that they wanted to take. Yeah. But he gave up a lot of guaranteed money on that Legends deal and mm. and his WWE Network contract that he had. So, I mean, he, he wasn't getting a million, but he was getting stuck. He was
0: getting money. The problem is I'm probably thinking of old JR, where I go, that fucker was worth 10 back in the Attitude Era. I mean, my God, I was... I he was gone for a while, and I actually bought that New Japan Pro Wrestling well, pay per view because I think he that's they regard,
1: <laughs> I think they regard his presence as signing JR. It makes us something like yes, that, that shows we're the serious. Yes. I think at the time the acquisition of JR. And why he has this deal on a million dollars. Like next year, I don't know if JR. Is going to renew for a million dollars. I don't think he's important. He's integral to the product to that point. But I mean, you can see that with the way that JR. Is is, is on commentary. So. Yeah. So what this means is their television income from, from uh, Dynamite is 43.8 million, pound, uh, $43.8 million a year, but the wages of these 19 guys comes to 14 million, $40 million, sorry, So that only leaves them $3.8 million, because their original business plan was that their TV deal would cover the revenue of the roster. Mm-hmm. And everything else, he said, any all other revenue he would put back into the business. This company operates at a significant loss. Like this year, if you add the video game onto the onto the wage bill, onto the figure losses, they're probably going to lose over $100 million, which, mean, is, which is close to what WCW lost in 99.
0: Do you give them any leeway by saying, well, they're very new and it's going to be a while? I mean, I know they're on TV now and it's like, okay, you're there, you should be making money. But it is new and you try to think,
1: but well, he told his take
0: his, everyone but else. His dad, his dad
1: signed off on twenty million dollar losses per year. Not a hundred million dollars, a hundred million a year.
0: So I'm I I, I I just think that it's going to take its losses for a while. And their biggest problem is and I do understand is that they don't try to grow a new audience. Where WWE, I think, tries a little too much to grow a new audience and not cater to the people like us who have been there since the eighties to where you're like, where's my goods that you're doing the kitty stuff, trying to get more people and doing that where AEW goes the complete opposite way where they're like, we're not going to include anyone new. If you're not in on the inside stuff that we talk about, Oh, well, and it's stuff like where a new Japan guy comes out and that crowd goes crazy. And guys like me and you watch and go, who the hell is that? Right. That's that's a the like problem. That, it's there's yeah. no middle for either per There's no middle for WWE or for AEW. They don't uh one is catering to everyone new and the other one is catering to nobody new.
1: So on their on their roster they have 102 male wrestlers, 25 women, 8 announcers, 6 referees
0: and 5 coaches they could trim that down I think he's letting those contracts go and people and are going to be out of people, there and one of those and Brody Lee's son is one of the
1: 102 wrestlers
0: eh, it's nice <laughs> it's nice of him how much is he – is he getting a million too he get more <laughs> oh, no, than mj <laughs> but,
1: so if you put that if you if you add if you do the math on that mm-hmm. um, you you have, after the after you paid these 19 guys, you have around about 120 people to pay with, out of your own pocket.
0: See, there are a lot that he could let go. Like this butcher in the blade can be gone. That, that's like immediate, like... He could let Sting go. If you want to get rid of a get rid of Sting. I don't know why he's with Darby in the first place. There's no reason for... I'm like, okay, the guys are there. It should be Mick Foley who's on the side of him. I don't know what the hell Sting has to do with it. Um. But there are guys like, I mean, you could let Christian go. That'd be fine, too. I mean, who cares? In long, would you give a shit if Christian's there? He doesn't do anything. Um, but when you look at guys like Jeff Hardy, that's a major name. And so I could see him making more. He is one of the names that came from the big time. Mox, of course, and Punk, yeah, I, I get that. They were uh, big time names and they got there. Or Mox got there when they had nothing. So you know why he threw everything at him. And it was like... There's the first, it was kind of the first, I mean, Jericho was gone, but like a big name that showed up for the first time. Wasn't he pretty much the first one? Yeah.
1: The first, the first crossover. The yeah. The first crossover, like, who both people wanted to, one wanted to keep him and one wanted to get rid. Uh, and one wanted to sign off, Cross. Yeah. Um, so let's finish it. Oh, okay. one quick one for the Roman story. Um, there's a lot of uh, writers in WWE pitching, that um who, as they, there's no plan for the Ezekiel-Elias story in terms of how it concludes at this point.
0: How are they but- not doing Elias, I mean, Ezekiel, whatever you want to call him now, putting on a beard that's realistic and obviously you could put in extensions and come out at one point with a guitar and be like, I'm just, hitting, my brother's back here and have, of course, those, Mankind Foley things where they're in the same room together. They could do a lot of stuff like this, which I'm really expecting to happen.
1: Yeah, they should. But, like, at the moment, some of the writers are pushing for um, the WWE to um, make contact with G- Damien Sandow to come in and, and play Elias. Like, that's an idea that they have at the moment. Um, but, obviously, um, this, is just, this is just ideas that are being banded about. It's not something that Vince has signed off on or wants to do. Now, Oh, you know the Sandow situation, so you know that getting Sandow in isn't going to be an issue, given his situation, which we won't talk about. But yeah, hopefully for his sake, we'll say Sandow needs a little help. Yeah, it's like that. Hopefully, that might happen. Like, but as I said, it's at a very preliminary stage where um, it's worth me talking about because I, I hear stuff which has been pitched, but it's like you know, one guy, one guy said this, or one guy said that, or one guy got fired for saying this or whatever I hear. Uh, but this is like a few guys have like piggybacked onto it and are trying to do different adaptations of how Sandow would be involved in the story. So, yeah, I think it's worth now talking about um, just in case he shows up. And, I, and I'm and i here going, shit, why didn't I say? Like, because I, I already heard. Yeah, that's happened a few times.
0: It's funny that you say that because I first saw that on Twitter and I just saw a regular person say it. It was like a tweet that was going around where someone said... If WWE doesn't call up Sandow to be Elias, something's wrong. And it was just, that was all I ever saw. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, I caught steam. That was smart.
1: Yeah, maybe sometimes, like, they see things like this and they start to, like, write stories off it. All right, so the big story, um, let's try and... This probably should have taken longer than five minutes, but we'll try and and do this. Um, Okay, so Dave has put out there this week. On top of saying... Oh, the uh they were never supposed to unify the titles like it was always supposed to be this like last week and then he got proven wrong and now this week he's like, Oh, this the plan is still like not to unify the titles, they're gonna get out of it with a DQ or whatever. Mm-hmm. This guy, for the last ten years, as far as WWE goes, has been completely reactionary to everything that he sees on TV. He sees something on TV, he doesn't say shit before it, he doesn't this is what you're supposed to do, and then He is reactionary to it. Not only is he reactionary, he does this thing where he's like, kind of, kind of, kind of supposed to be, maybe nothing he ever says isn't a matter of fact. Everything (laughs) is designed to backtrack. He doesn't know anything. Yet, when this week Roman Reigns cut a promo and said that he may not be appearing, I believe it was in Jersey again, maybe a, a long time before you see him, suddenly he knew... That Roman had signed a new deal a few months ago to say that he was going to be part time. The fucking idiot didn't apparently didn't didn't say anything when he knew he sat on that story as a journalist who charges ten ninety nine a month for his news. He wants you to believe that he sat on that story right and only mentioned it after Roman Reigns said something. Well, here's the thing: Roman Reigns didn't sign no new deal. That's the first thing. And everybody else, they piggybacked off that. Even though he has like a 10% success rate, you would think that these dirt shits would now turn around and go, hold on a minute, let's re- let's salvage our credibility. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's just not blindly quote him. No, Dave said, and they, and they, and they quoted like a uh, new report on Roman's contract. New report. It's some guy fucking guessing who is very, very poor at guessing. Yet in this industry, this fucked up wrestling industry that we talk about, I can be ridiculed and take shit from idiots in these comments for being almost 100% right. And this dickhead can get his coverage everywhere for being around about 86% right about stuff, which is ridiculous. Then we had these other journalists coming in with little bits and pieces where they were closer. But they still didn't get the story. So here's the story, and I'm going to go ways back here, probably for the last time, to to tell you the whole thing properly. We all remember the Shield. The Shield came in in 2012, right? They all came in on um, on their developmental contracts for NXT, and they were given. um, And when those developmental contracts were originally done, the pay increase was automatically built into the contracts. It was like, you'll get this at NXT and if you go up, you'll automatically receive this. There was no pay negotiation until the likes of um, Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe and people were signed. It was very much a case of, you'll start here and then you'll get the minimum when you go onto the main roster. But Instead of waiting out the three years, these guys were in main events and six man tags on nearly every TV, right? Mm -hmm. So, just 15 months into the deal, at WrestleMania, during WrestleMania 30 weekend, give or take um, a few days, they all re signed brand new deals, started afresh. They got five year deals, each and every single one of these guys from The Shield, and all of them got $2 million. Didn't matter. That they were gonna push Roman to the moon and he was the guy, and that Dean was kind of seen as this weird like Pillman, but couldn't be a full Pillman because you know it's the PG era, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it was still everybody was given two million, like to for their new deals. Roman obviously made more on the merchandise side of things over that five years. The end of the contracts would have been at WrestleMania thirty-five, okay? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Had everything gone according to plan. Now, it doesn't make financial sense or business sense to let the the contracts run down to the very end. So Seth Rollins signed towards the end of 2018. We then saw in 2019, Seth Rollins became the universal champion, beating Brock Brock Lesnar. He was the guy that renewed for five years. So Seth's deal runs out in 2024, which is weird, because when all these MJFs and maybe Dean Ambrose comes back or whatever, Seth will actually be allowed to go if he hasn't signed a new deal by then himself. But with him having like Becky there and her having the tour bus and everything like that, there's no way he's going to go. It's just yeah. interesting. So he's the first one who signed. So his deal runs out in – sorry, his deal runs out at the end of 2023. So so if you take away like the, the 90 days or whatever, he'd be able to go somewhere in 2024 because it's right at the end of 2018 where he signed. So 2023 is where Rollins will finish. Ambrose did not resign. They began negotiations with Ambrose at the same time as Rollins. He said no. He said no to the same money. He said no to a half-million-dollar increase. Now, they didn't want to pay him $3 million because Seth Rollins was going to go and be the universal champion, and Ambrose wasn't seen as the same level as Seth and Roman, right? Mm -hmm. But at the last minute, in the last week, they did offer Ambrose $3 million to stay, and he turned it down having that that, that payout coming at AEW along with the creative control and whatnot anyway. We now know that he gets $5 million a year, which makes even more sense why he left. Yeah. But that was the time that contracts were supposed to expire, and Rollins' contract did not expire because he re-signed and took the, took the uh, renegotiated contract, and Dean Ambrose did not, which is why Dean Ambrose is not with the WWE. Roman Reigns is a complicated one. So if we go back to Rey Mysterio's contract from a few years ago, he wanted to leave the WWE. He had a long injury, and WWE said that contracts are frozen legally when you're injured, and you owe us all this time that you have to come and work. And he got out of it somehow. Um, I think Conan was actually involved in that. So um, Roman Reigns had this situation with the leukemia and a, a wellness violation suspension. Yeah. He owed the WWE eight months, which is why they did not enter into negotiations because had they entered into negotiations with Roman Reigns uh, before he got leukemia, he would have had like you know, 12, 13 months left. So when he took his time off for leukemia, he wasn't even in uh, contract renegotiations. When he came back in 2019 to work the, the remaining period, which is um, the the seven months plus the suspension time, they then entered into renegotiations with Roman. And uh, a deal was decided that Roman would get a increased money deal of $4 million. He would be the universal champion. And after um, his universal championship run was over, right, mm-hmm. the way he, when he would beat Bill Goldberg, he would then begin to work a reduced schedule, which he wanted to do because of his condition, and to spend more time with his family. That was already decided back in 2020. But Roman, obviously, with the whole situation with a pandemic, that contract never started. That contract never started because the increased money and the increased uh, and the dates with the with the layering that he would work all these dates as champion, and then he would take a reduced schedule afterwards didn't ever kick in because of the pandemic. The pandemic kicked in while he was still finishing the the previous contract. Now, normally, a new contract overtakes an old contract, but the new contract was uh, structured in such a way, especially with him being the universal champion at the start of it, that it was better to wait until the 1st of April. So what happened was, is when Roman returned, he came in and he signed that contract, and the whole deal was once again the same. I will do what you need me to do as champion, but when I am not the champion, then I want to eventually get down to this part-time schedule. Now, at the time, the WWE were not touring. So what we had is these pandemic contracts that were given out to Mr. Ali and Matt Riddle, the two main guys who renewed during the pandemic. Roman Reigns had Roman Reigns had pandemic conditions in his contract. Now, when we hit July, and knowing what Roman Reigns' schedule and number of dates was going to be, the WWE made a request to Roman Reigns, which he said yes to. We need to reestablish our house show business. We would need a commitment for you as champion. We are not intending to take the belt off you at this time. And we are going to keep this going for a, long, a longer period than previously discussed. So could you please work as the champion on the house shows up until WrestleMania, especially for this European tour of Leipzig, Paris, and London? Okay. And once you have concluded those dates, you are going to remain as champion and start the reduced schedule as the champion anyway. Hmm. So this was always the plan. And people are turning around going, oh, he signed a new deal and he's now going to miss pay per views. No, it was always the deal. He did the company a favor. and And for doing that favor, he has made merchandise numbers that are up there with John Cena and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was decided that we are going to go back on the road and every single weekend to do that, we are going to need you, Roman. And will you please do it for us? And he said yes. And he said he would do it up until and through the most lucrative periods, which was the return to touring, which July to September normally isn't, but this was a unique situation. Christmas always is with the MSG Tour and all of the gifting of WWE tickets that they promote. And then of course, you have WrestleMania season and the post WrestleMania tour, which was London, Paris and Leipzig. And even to the point, I have information in such detail that Roman Reigns' wife, came with him to the tour. He was supposed to finish this schedule in Paris. That was going to be the end of it. Thank you, Roman. Thank you for doing these extra nine months for us that were not in your contract. Thank you for helping us with the house shows. Please, have a week in Paris with your wife for the anniversary. This was previously discussed. Even that was said, hey, we really need you for the pay-per-view. Would you mind just spending two days in Paris? We'll get you out of London straight away in a private jet after your match. We'll get you to Paris on Saturday night. Uh, sorry, on Friday night. You can spend, like, Saturday there. We need you for the show on Saturday. We'll keep you there from Sunday. We'll get you to Monday Night Raw on Monday again uh, privately. We can, we, we can only afford to let you have two days in Paris. And then and then you can start your time off. So he also even agreed to that. He even agreed to adding an additional pay-per-view, right, and an additional set of house shows on top of finishing up this schedule in Paris, which was originally the plan. So this is what's really happened. Roman Reigns has a contract, uh, which he signed, um, was agreed at the end of 2019, that came into play uh, when he returned in 2020. Additional financial compensation, that's come up a lot on this show, was agreed, and and they requested that he do the house shows. He said that he would do it. He's made massive money doing that, And now we are getting back to the contract that Roman Reigns originally signed. This does not mean he's not going to be on SmackDown. This does not mean that he's working Brock Lesnar's schedule. If anything, it's much closer to Shawn Michaels' old schedule or Ronda Rousey's schedule, which is similar to Shawn's schedule back then, or even the schedule that Daniel Bryan had before he left. This is a schedule that's been given to a load of guys. This is not a Brock Lesnar schedule. Everything you've read has been misreported. Nobody has a full story. This is what it is. This, this is just Roman Reigns taking additional time off on the back end of doing all that extra time. And after that, you will see him moving to a normal part-time contract. And I say that as a uh, a Ronda contract, a Shawn Michaels contract, a Daniel Bryan contract, an Edge contract. This is what I'm talking about. I am not talking about Brock Lesnar. So whoever's putting it out there is wrong. So that that that's
0: the story. So we're gonna just basically see he's like he works television.
1: He works television, and I'm sure that you'll see him working in Chicago, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like the
0: big boys, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I mean, you know what's funny is I always see like you seeing online all the him talking on the video, and I commented, I go I'd love to know what he said, but I can't understand one word because of that microphone and the echo and everything. And someone was like, yeah, he could be ordering a McDonald's. I couldn't tell you what the hell he said one word of it, but that was the big rage. But we have you to tell us the actual real facts. So are we going to be done with this and we're letting people go? They get an extra long show because there won't be one for a while.
1: Yeah, there won't be one for when are you back?
0: On the 6th. Of June. Yep. What isn't that
1: the weekend of the pay-per-view?
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: But you're back on the day of the pay-per-view, so we won't preview the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're better off not to. Uh, <laughs> there won't be a preview. I'll, I'll see the pay-per-view after I get back, but the lead. So, what it, I'll do
1: is I will make a commitment. Uh, so, I'm going to be here next week with uh, my guest from Cobra Kai, Um and that's going to be there's not going to be any wrestling on that, but I do recommend you watch it. Um, and also, uh, I'll make a commitment. I'll be back on the, the 6th or the 5th. Uh, I'll drop a show then. Uh, I'll find somebody to, to replace Cav and we'll talk about a pay-per-view. And we'll kind of do a quick news update if there are any stories that like, have happened over time or if Dave is bullshitting about something, we can clear up. Uh, the, thing, the best thing about Dave is that he gives me so much content from being wrong. And I can just correct him most of the time uh, and get a story out of it. But uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll be here on the on the sixth. Uh, I will do a show. And as far as the the news goes and, and that, we'll um, we'll we'll see how we we'll proceed with that moving forward. But uh, as I said, like do your bit. Like if you like the show, fucking say it. Talk about talk talk down to these idiots on the site. Contact Conan. Perhaps like fucking there'll be something there that isn't hate mail. Like you guys have got three weeks to to, to change. Uh, because otherwise I'm not going to be doing this shit. I don't need it. Like we did a whole bit for 10 minutes here on the show at the top. Like why I don't need this shit. So, so there you go.
0: All right, everybody go check out, uh, my nonsense. Just type in Lingus Mafia wherever you look and, uh, lockbetting.com. Billy, you like my shirt? I know my very original shirt. Did you like that? Is that brilliant or what? Thank that you. looks like another shirt. I've seen that shirt. I man. don't know what you're talking about. Uh, type in Lingus Mafia. You'll find all my nonsense. Patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. And if you like this t-shirt, you go to belowthecollar.com slash Lingus Mafia and find it there. I'm Kev Manning. Last time being single, Billy. Are you going to have like a funeral for me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We'll talk about it when I get back. Uh as I'm on the banana uh sipping a banana daiquiri. It looks like a big horn hanging out of my drink in the on the beach. Uh that is am I going this way or that? Yeah, this way. That's Billy Body. We'll see you next time. Aloha.